hello and welcome to Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. My name is Bianca Woolwick and I'm the host. I interview my friends and people that inspire me to figure out if they have the key to life and they feel successful or feel like they don't fit in like I do. Anyway, thank you for listening and I hope you enjoy the episode. This week's bonus episode is uh, yet another awesome interview I have, which has been sitting in my backlog, and I want to give it some light and some justice. So Anna Knutson, she is a Kansas City-based photographer. She is a delight. She and I met through Peloton. Um, I loved our conversation, but uh, recently I realized she and I are doing the same hobby every Sunday, which is, of course, Charlie Hyde's Drag Bingo, uh, who I actually got to find and go and be and do or whatever through another Peloton friend who had had a birthday party for that. So it got me thinking about this most recent Monday episode, which had Danica Foley, which if you haven't listened to, it's an utter delight, just like this next recording will be. Um, And just kind of following your passion projects, um, something that Anna does really well is she makes sure that she's always following what drives her soul. And that was something that I found really unique and very cool in our conversation. So this bonus episode is going to feature Anna Knutson once again, and we will have a brand new episode on Monday. And uh, yeah, thank you everyone for your continued support. Hey girl, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Yeah, so um, (laughs) I'll give you an intro here. Welcome, everybody. This is Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome, and the lovely voice you are hearing on the other end is my friend and photographer, Anna. Yay! Hello. How are you doing? (laughs) So, Anna, um, let's go ahead and introduce you. What's your elevator pitch? Who are you? What do you do, et cetera? Take it away. So um, I do photography. And I really, really love animals and tacos. I'm also very involved with LGBT community. And I am also on the board for the animal shelter here in Kansas City, Missouri, um, KC Pet Project. So all of the fun things. is awesome. And um, so Anna is is really awesome. Um, we, We pretty much sat on my Zoom for like an hour before this, just chatting before we started recording. But um, she and I have actually never met, um, similar to some of my guests um, that have come on the podcast. She is also part of the LGBTQ plus uh, ally group uh, for Peloton. We both have the Peloton bike, um, which is the bike that goes nowhere, but has a community backing behind it. And um, she and I, she, you know, she's a photographer, which I really appreciate because I'm super into that as well. Loves animals. I love animals. And also I love that the board of directors that she kind of sits on and helps volunteer with, because I personally also sit on a board of directors for um, Mariah, which is metro area real estate professionals um, for young adult housing, which benefits the San Diego LGBT youth housing project. So yeah, (laughs) Uh, that's kind of how we connected. 
yeah, it's, I love our community on Peloton. I think it's so important, especially right now with COVID and everything going on that we have those strong friendships and everybody's riding together and holding each other up. It's great. Absolutely. And I think, um, you know, uh, if anyone is, who is listening either doesn't have the bike or, you know, need a frame of reference or suddenly thinking about getting the bike, I will say that it, it is what you want to put into it is what you'll get out of it. So if you're more of a closed off person and you don't see the value of community, um, it might not be the right thing for you. But for me as an extrovert and someone that loves to connect and network, um, the uh, social aspect of it and the community cult-like following of it is 100% why I love the bike. Um, and I find that when I meet someone else that has the Peloton, um, very rarely are they not fanatical about it like I am. Yeah, I think it's um, instant, like, friendship, maybe. That sounds really weird, but um, I got mine on March 11th, and I'm really lucky I'm going to help the LGBT um, Peloton group throw our pride rides, um, which I'm excited about. And then my friend and I, um, we listen to a podcast and there's a group on Facebook. And so we were writing with some of the girls from um, Real Housewives and we ended up starting our own Peloton group. So it's kind of crazy how all what? everything happens. Yeah. Ooh, that's, I need like the details offline yeah. about that. That is too funny. I, um, so I'm super into trash TV, kind of similar to, to you, because yes, we were actually talking bravo. about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, Bravo, 90 Day Fiance, TLC, yes. give me all of it. Um, all of and it. I, I love it, And but I'm a huge, huge fan of The Bachelor. And Peloton, for me, I was able to actually go to a Mintel all taping because my friend Christine, she actually works for The Bachelor, and she got me on a list, and I took my sister, and it was like a dream come true. It was like the coolest thing, all because of Peloton. And how I found her was because Cody Rigsby shared a Instagram story with her in it. And I was like, who's this? Oh, she works at the bachelor. Oh, she's really cool. Neat. She lives in LA. I live super close to her. Okay, cool. And I added her as a friend and we've just kept in touch for the last year. And then she, you know, like threw my name on a list and I got to go to a Mintel all taping. And I will tell you what listeners, Chris Harrison is just as dreamy in person. That's, that is completely wild. You're blowing my mind right now because I'm like, what happened? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I yeah. will admit I don't watch Bachelor. It's okay. But um, my mother does because they came, this was about nine or 10 years ago. They came to um, try to get women contestants and do all the screening and everything. And my mom was like, oh my God, please go do this. And I'm like, mom, I don't watch that show. And I do not think that you would be comfortable watching me make out with a guy that like 20 other girls have made out with. Like I had to break it down to her like that because she really wanted me to do it. So, so I've been <laughs> watching funny. it since it first came on the air. Uh, it was a kind of a thing my sister and my mom and I would watch. And then I fell out of touch with watching it um, in college because it was college and I was busy doing whatever else people were doing in college, <laughs> studying, and then also partying. <laughs> You know, yes. so, uh, and so I lost touch with it. And then I started working at an agency uh, and they all had like an, like an ongoing bracket and the girl that worked for the, the PR manager I worked with, and I was the social media manager at the agency, she and I were fanatical about it. And so we would go to, uh, we would go to like um, the events because if you had 
men from their hometown or women from the hometown, they would, they would throw events at this place called the view house. And, um, so, and then, and then one of the bachelor contestants ended up purchasing a bar. And so then he started throwing bachelor events at his bar. I never actually went cause I moved, uh, shortly, shortly after it opened. And, uh, yeah, like, <laughs> like we would go meet them, stand in line, um, just for a chance to like see Ben Higgins or whoever that might be. And so, yeah, like it's a cult following similar to Peloton. Um, and when I like something, I'm extremely fanatical about it. Uh, and I don't care who, who, who cares on it, but yeah. So, um, I do lump bachelor into trash TV. Um, but I am huge, huge fan of Bravo. Uh, and I'm, I need to get better into the real housewives. So I have a question for you. Sure. Um, which season or like what, portion of the country do you feel I should be fucking with to start oh man I am like New York blows it out of the water okay it is insane like and there's women that have been on there I mean almost well yeah that whole show the time it's been running and I'm like oh my god like this season it just started um, three, two, three weeks ago. And like the first episode, I was sitting there just with my mouth open, like, what is going on? But it was like the best, like, craziness ever. Like, I just want to hang out with them because they're awesome and they're funny and they just really don't give a crap about what's going on. Yeah, I love that. And I want to get into it, but I just feel like, I mean, now is probably the time because I'm about to be alone oh, yeah. again for a month, right? And I think that they're all yeah. on Hulu if you have oh, Hulu. Perfect. I think they have all the seasons. So you should dive into it for sure. It's really awesome. good. And I will, I will throw in a little plug. This is not a sponsored plug, but I have YouTube TV and it yes, is the I greatest thing. I've had it for two years and it's I will amazing. say it is the greatest streaming service. I mean, it's missing some channels, but overall it's like TiVo. Like you can- yeah. And my sister, um, I, my sister's logged in on my account so she can use it. My parents use it. I mean, it's 50 bucks a month and I'm telling you like things are up there like that. It is, you can watch anything that's recording. You can start it live or from the beginning. I mean, I just, I love it. So I really that's like my the option plug. too, that you can watch it, um, on the video on demand. Cause sometimes yes. there's things that if you want to watch it, it's not on a live recording. So it'll flip it to the video on demand, which is, I think, amazing because then you can really watch all of the episodes of 90 day fiance which i have done already yeah because you know why not <laughs> so um i was actually so i guess we'll, we'll talk about 90 day fiance for a second um who are you liking on uh before the 90 days this season oh man i you know really i don't know that any of them, but the person, <laughs> the person I think is the funniest is the guy that is like the little photographer guy. He's really short and has no neck. It's just, it baffles the Big shit Ed. out of me. I'm like, what is going on with this? So Big Ed is from San Diego and Big Ed, it? yeah, no, I actually, I, it's funny because I actually use the same UPS store that Big Ed uses oh um, and I know exactly where he lives. He's, I, he's in Mission Hills now, but he used to live in Bankers Hill. Um, and, uh, like when he's riding around San Diego, like I, I know where he's going when he's, when he's in his Instagram stories. Um, fun fact, I've gone live with Big Ed three times on his Instagram story. 
Oh my gosh. I'm kind and, of dying right now. That's and hilarious. It, well, cause it's so funny. He does them every day and like you have to request to be in them. And like, and he also does, he also has cameo right now where like, if you want to like pay him for a cameo, like he'll, he'll, you know, wish you a happy birthday or, you know, break up with a job for you or break up with someone for you or whatever. Um, oh I love gosh. cameo. Shout out to cameo. Um, but, uh, so th- he's doing that as well. And then he has merchandise and I bought a shirt. I'm not joking. I bought a shirt. <laughs> I, I, don't a shirt wanna, face I don't even want to know what the shirt, does it say something? No, it says nothing. It's just his face. Oh. <laughs> I, like I am just, some of the people that are on that show, I'm like, wow, like he's, these people must really want to come to the yeah, U.S. to deal I will with that. Say, I will say that Ed, though, um, from what I know, and I don't know him in person, but from what I can tell is that he is, a, he can make fun of himself, which I feel like um, is something that you, if you're going to be in reality television, you have to have oh, the yeah. ability to, you be, have able to, to be able that. to do that. And if you can't, then you should not be on this show. And, uh, so yeah, so I'm definitely, I'm definitely vibing with, on the big ed. And I know he's getting a lot of flack because like people are saying like, oh, well he's creepy and he's rude and stuff. And it's like, you know what? Put yourself in his shoes. Imagine that you're in your fifties. You haven't dated anyone in a long time. You meet someone, you're going to this country for the first time. You've probably never been to a third world country before. Right. And, and you know, you're, you're wildly out of touch. You haven't dated in a really long time. And you know, I mean, he's going to come off as creepy because he's just, you know, misinformed. And I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, you know, t- saying that, that he doesn't deserve some of the negativity that he's getting because I don't want people to come at me for it. But I also feel like I see, I see a lot of my dad in him, you know, where it's like, if my dad started dating, like <laughs> in his fifties or sixties. give him props because if I would have been in that like shanty shack that they were in the and there was a mouse or a rat or whatever was on the floor I would have hightailed it out of there so fast uh, and he was handling yes. it all very very well for what's going on with all of that yeah absolutely. a little insane so for my listeners if you haven't watched 90 day fiance before the 90 days 90 days 90 day fiance happily ever after you're looking for a good waste of a month or a week, depending on how fast you binge. I strongly suggest TLC's 90 day fiance series because it's just, I mean, it's a train wreck and it is so, so good. It's, I love it too. Cause there's like before the 90 days and 90 days the other way. And yeah, I mean, there's so many spinoffs of that show. Um, have you watched the 90 Day Fiance under quarantine? Not yet. I keep meaning okay. to, and then I like forget. It's, I it's quite interesting. It's, I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, it's funny because I think at one point, like somebody forgets the cameras on, and I mean, it's very funny. So <laughs> you'll have to watch it. I'm not awesome. going to give any spoilers. So basically, I mean, on that vein, uh, so these 90 Day Fiance people, they think they've had it. They've got it all figured out and love figured out and all of that. But let's hop into just kind of the format of, you know, imposter syndrome and all of that. So let's start with my first question, which is, do you feel like you have it all figured out? Oh my God, absolutely not. Like (laughs) I, I definitely feel like I'm, you know, honing in on it a little bit more than I did a couple of years ago. So that's a good thing, but I don't know that anybody ever really does have it figured out. And if they do, they're probably lying to you. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I think that that's kind of, um, you know, we're kind of learning as we go and as humans. And I think it's, it's really good to note that because I think people sometimes feel kind of down on themselves like, oh, well, I'm 30 or, oh, I've got this or, oh, I'm, you know, my forties or whatever. And they feel like they're behind. And I, and the biggest thing I've been uncovering in this podcast is that we shouldn't be comparing ourselves to others and what success looks like to one does not mean success to another person etc so I like that um and I think like I'm I'm kind of in that camp of like learning as I go and I don't I, I think if I figure it all out then like what's the point of living <laughs> yeah I mean you know? I think, honestly the older I get um I love it because I've been starting to like try to do new things and like learn new things and research more and it's kind of fun like it's an adventure I feel like every day is like a choose your own adventure book right now yeah which is a little great yeah so um an imposter syndrome do you feel like you fit in do you suffer from imposter syndrome in what ways and what does imposter syndrome mean to you so um I actually love that you're doing this podcast because I think this is something that resonates with it should resonate with a hundred percent of your listeners um I grew up in a fairly small town in Kansas and growing up like I was made fun of and I mean kids were horrible my mom was a teacher a lot of them had her as a teacher so that did not help me at all um and I think I was just always trying to gain their approval or gain my parents approval or you know things like that and as you get older I think you kind of start shrugging some of that off a little bit mm -hmm. and um learning what it is to make your own mark in the world and what really are like things you really, really care about and are passionate about. And if somebody doesn't like that, you're like, okay, well, I guess it doesn't matter as much maybe. Yeah. Trying to do the fitting in part. Yeah. I think that that makes a lot of sense. Cause I, I, I know like when I was younger, I like I thought, oh, if I was popular in high school or whatever. Yes. Spoiler alert, was not. <laughs> not at all. Hey. Was not cool. Raising you know hand, what? Raising hands. Right. <laughs> but you know what? I mean, like, it's so it's so interesting to me that like my dad, so I grew up, um, I grew up in a pretty conservative, pretty strict household as well. Um, and uh with parents with extremely high standards. Um, and um so I I've, I, you know, I've always done things that have deeply disappointed them. Sorry, mom. I have seven tattoos now, uh, <laughs> and I'm not stopping. And, and, um, so I, but I like in high school, middle school and all of that, I think it's inherently in us that we just want to fit in and being yes. unique is not appropriate. And then when I got to college, I wanted to fit in so badly. I joined a sorority. Same. If you met me I now, the same thing. You would not know. You would not know me. Like if you met me then, you would not know me now because, like even people I was in my sorority with, and I was only in it for a year, so I, I'm, I can't even claim that I was ever an alpha fee. But um, they've even said like, yeah, you've always kind of just done your own thing and been unique, and and that doesn't fit well in a format of conformity. So right. I've always felt weird, and I've always felt. Um, that I could never express my uniqueness. And then my first job out of college, um, I, I interned and then I got hired. I had a boss that told me that I need to worry about people's perception of me and everything that I do reflects on him. And so I just continued to have this feeling of imposter syndrome, this gnawing at me that I'm not good enough. They're going to find out I'm a fraud. 
um, if I'm myself, if I'm myself and someone doesn't like it, then I'm going to be very, very rejected. And so, um, I agree with you as I've gotten older and I don't know if it's a me turn, like it was like a late twenties shift when it clicked that like, it doesn't really fucking matter. And like your parents, opinion doesn't really matter at the end of the day because I'm married and I'm, I have my own You're life. You're paying your own bills. I'm paying my own bills. Yeah. I don't, I don't, they, I don't rely on them for anything. Um, and so because of that, um, I think I've been a lot more comfortable and I, of course moving away did a lot of good too. Yes. Um, I feel a lot more comfortable in who I am as a person. Is it, is it really strange? Like, I don't know if this happens for you, but every time I go home, I typically try not to go back to Salina, Kansas, just because it's Salina, Kansas. Um, so every time I go back, I get about halfway down the road home and I start just getting this feeling like, oh my God, I Oof. hope I don't run into people I know at the yep. store. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I, Cause I feel like I have to like tell my life story and then they're like so inquisitive and I'm like, okay. Yeah. And it's almost like a judgment inquis like inquisition a little yeah. bit. I, I, I totally get that. So I grew up, um, I was born in Minnesota and then I, um, my dad's job took us to Colorado and my parents live in, my parents still reside, um, in a town just outside of Boulder, Colorado. Um, I won't say the name of it for their privacy. Um, <laughs> and not that they are listening. They don't even have social media. Um, but I, so I, uh, um, I went to a, a high school in a tiny town called Niwot and, um, and I, uh, I moved to, De- I went to, I went to college in Greeley and then I moved to Denver after college. And, um, it wasn't until my high school reunion, my 10 year high school reunion in 2017 that I had, um, I really realized like the difference of people who had moved out of the state versus people who had moved to a bigger city versus people who had stayed behind. It's wild, isn't it? It, I, I, I mean, I've never been one really crazy yeah. and I've never been one. And I don't mean this as a dig to any of my friends, my listeners who still are in, you know, uh, you know, the far, front range of Colorado because like your life is awesome and I, I get to keep up with it. But for me, life was never, I never chose or wanted to live in fucking Longmont, Colorado. I never wanted to live there. I never wanted to be there. It was embarrassing. And I still am not proud to say I'm from there because it just, it just never fit with me. It was not me. Yeah, it was not it was, me at all. It was strange because I got out of high school and immediately went to college. Um, and then, I mean, I've lived in so many different cities just because I didn't want to settle, I guess. Cause that's what, yeah. I mean, I lived in Salina my entire life. I was born there. I'm like, I'm definitely not dying there. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I've just lived so many places. Every time, you know, I got an opportunity to move, I'm like, okay, that's great. And it, it was a good thing because it like brought into your horizons a little bit and you make new friends and right. you figure out what you do and don't like. And it's a really good thing to be able to get away from everything that's the normal that you've grown up with. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like, I will encourage any of my listeners that are like, oh, I'm thinking about making a career change or I'm thinking about making a change or a, a location change. I reg- I don't regret not doing it. I lived in Denver for nine years. Um, I I don't regret not doing it because everything and every mistake I've made and all of the choices I've made and all the times I almost moved away and didn't because something held me back were because what was meant for me and the person that was meant for me was I was eventually going to meet them. And had I not had I had I you know been like 
nope, I'm done with Denver. I'm moving to a bigger city or whatever. I'm, I might not have met, never met, I might have never met Scott. I might never have had the friendships I have. And so I don't look back on my life with any regret. Um, and I will say though, that in the last year from moving, like my life has just improved tenfold. Yeah, it's, it's a great thing. I agree with you. Like I, um, don't regret any of my moving choices at all. Mm-mm. So I was fortunate. Um, I lived in Kansas city for a bit and then I, let's see, I lived in Atlanta, moved back to Kansas city. Then I moved to Austin with my now husband and then he got, um, a promotion and we got back to Kansas city. And I am glad that I got back to Kansas city cause I forgot how much I love the Midwest. Also I'm close to my parents and as people age, you want to be close to them. But, um, it is kind of nice to be able to say like, Oh, I like the city so much that I came back to it. Yeah, that is a nice feeling. Um, for me, I think, I don't think I'll be going back to Denver in a lot of ways. I felt like I outgrew the city and that's not a dig on Denver by any means, but Denver is a city that, um, it's a really easy city to crush it in. If you are a big fish coming from a big pond somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Um, and if you're, you know, a little fish like me that was living in Denver, um, you know, it was kind of, it was a lot, it it was a lot harder job wise in my market. Um, and I just felt like I could never really make it. Like, it was like, I'd get a job and it was just very, like, it's almost like the startup kind of world. And, so for me and my career and my happiness and all of that, as much as I love, you know, as much as I love my parents, as much as I love my sister back in Colorado, as much as I love my friends, um, I've always wanted to live in San Diego. So that's why we bought a house out here. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yeah. Your, so like, well, this will be my home. Yeah. Also to talk on the Denver point a little bit, my dad also grew up in Greeley. So that's funny. Greeley and Longmont. He was there his whole life until he moved to go to college in Salina. But um, I used to go there all the time to visit my cousins and things. And we went a couple years ago and it's changed so much as a city. I like to been. the point where it's just a totally different place now. Yeah. Are they in Greeley or are they in Denver? Um, my friends are in Denver that I visited. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, Denver's yeah. had so much change and yeah, then, like crazy. very good change. And the thing with Denver, uh, I will say is that Denver is about five years behind the rate of pay, but on track for a major city with rent. So on track with LA, New York city, mm-hmm. San Diego for rent. Um, and I actually found that rent felt cheaper out here because when we were renting, of course we now own, but when we were renting out here, I felt that rent felt cheaper and I felt like I was getting more for my money than in Denver but I also was being compensated more than I was making in Colorado because I was being paid a living wage versus basically being like, Oh, okay, well I have this much experience. And they're like, yeah, no, sorry. It's 30 K. Yeah. Like what? Like what? (laughs) And it's wild how it's crazy to me how, um, things are set that way. Cause in Kansas city, I believe, I mean, I feel like some jobs are a good rate of pay, but there's some new apartments that have gone up and I'm like, how much do you pay? Cause I've owned a house forever. So I'm an owner, but, um, like thinking back to the last time I rented something, I was like, Oh my God, that's a lot for an apartment. Like, what do you do for work? So yeah, yeah. it's um, crazy. It is crazy. So, um, I guess another question I would have for you on regards to imposter syndrome, um, is kind of, uh, you are a photographer, you are, um, 
you are self-employed, um, you, yeah. make, you make a pretty, you know, up until COVID you were, you know, you had like a pretty long list of clients and a really good referral network and all of that. Um, how has imposter syndrome kind of impacted your work? Um, oh, wow. It's crazy because my father was a photographer. And so I've been doing photos since I was, I mean, he gave me my first camera when I was four. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, back then I was just taking photos and like, he was like, oh, that's good. That's bad. Change the lighting, you know, try this, try that. And it was great to learn that way. Um, cause I felt like I was almost in a really cool, like understudy program maybe. Yeah. But, um, when I started doing my photography professionally and my own company, I still remember sitting at my computer and just kept going through photos and re-editing things. And I'd send them to my dad and I'd like hover over the send button to send them to my clients. And it was just this thing that I was like, oh my God, are my photos going to be good enough? Oh my God, are my clients going to like these? Oh my God, what if they hate them? Like, so I struggled yeah. with that a lot. And um, I think it's a thing where once you're doing it so much, you kind of get out of your brain, but there's still a lot of times that I'm just like, oh my God, you know, and I, that's a very big part of imposter syndrome. Like comparing yourself to other photographers, I guess, is a huge thing. Because now that Instagram's on, I think everybody thinks they can be a photographer, which is awesome but it's a little bit hard too. So. Yeah, that makes total sense. And, um, so I can kind of relate to that in the sense that my, um, my best friend is a photographer. Well, my best friend had her own photography, uh, business and then she's not done it in quite a while, but, um, but she did my wedding photos and, and she's, uh, I, I would say imposter syndrome and, and anxiety kind of lend, uh, lend their hand in, in one another. Yes. Um, they very so, much do. <laughs> and so uh, she basically, you know, was second guessing herself and was like, I don't think these photos are good. I don't think you're going to like them. And they were perfect. And I God. was like, and I was, you know, I, I, and I think like in situations like that, like you're right. I think your advice is spot on. You just have to kind of do it. Like for me in my career, like writing content or running an ad or, you know, creating a social media post or a video or editing or whatever I'm doing. I have to just press send because if I sit there in analysis paralysis myself, then I'm never going to yes. get any progress. And it's I crazy. Yeah. And in I mean, yeah, I think you might be the same as me in the fact that like you think they're good and then you go back through and then you catch something. And then like, I keep catching more and more things. And by the time I'm done, I've sat and edited photos for like 20 hours. And I'm like, okay, I cannot spend 20 hours every client to right. do editing. So I don't know if that happens to you with writing. Is it sometimes? Kind of like, yeah. Sometimes, but I, I think like it's one of those things that it's kind of like riding a bicycle. Like once you get it down and you just, you know, you press send so many times, eventually, you, you know, you feel a lot more confident in yourself. Um, but also like, I think about this in terms of like my podcast, like, um, you know, starting a pod, like I've always wanted a podcast. I've always wanted to either be on a podcast or be someone's podcast guest or have my own podcast. And I, you know, I, I've had so many creative ideas and projects over the years that I've just would let myself, let myself talk me out of basically. And, um, in this situation, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to record it 
and I'm going to Google how to do this. And if it's good, it's good. And I, you know, I kind of with zero knowledge just hit the pavement and was like, all right, well now I do this. (laughs) And you just kind of have to just do it. Yeah. I think it's so cool that you're doing this. So I commend you because it is scary to try new things, but it also can be so rewarding too on the flip side. Right. Right. Absolutely. Um, So in terms of imposter syndrome, I think we've touched on that, but I've also find that imposter syndrome and success are deeply ingrained, much like anxiety and imposter syndrome kind of lend their hand to one another. Um, So I, I guess for me, my next question to you would be, what does success look like? And uh, do you currently feel successful? Um, So for me, my success Um, when I started my business, I really had to get out of my head about numbers and how much money I made because I knew it was going to be something that I had to grow and build and get new clients and things like that. So success for me just looks like not really having to worry, um, just in the back of my mind, knowing that someone's always going to want to hire me. Um, I guess I felt... I was actually really proud of myself because I had grown my business so much and it was crazy. My birthday was on March 11th and you know, that's when like the scale was starting to tip a little bit on the COVID thing and people were starting to freak out a little. And I had my entire month of March, April and May booked for clients. And one by one, I just sat there and they were like, Hey, um, I think we're going to change this date. Um, I think we're canceling and moving our date. So for me, that was a little bit soul crushing, but then I also have to remember it's a pandemic and it's happening to everybody. So I've had to really get out of my head about that because I know at some point when all of this blows over, hopefully I get to do photos for those people again, because I desperately miss my clients right now. It's awful. It sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like you and I were talking about this a little bit and I mean, you know, this is very similar to like my hairstylist, for instance, who at this point when this podcast releases, um, she, her episode will be out and, and what she's kind of had to do to kind of get it back and get it up to speed. But as a photographer, it's tough because they're paying you for a skill that they themselves otherwise cannot do, um, in terms of the the look and feel of what they want, the editing of it. And there's no yeah. masterclass for it. There's no way that you can like, I mean, with a hairstylist, she can make a video or she can recommend products to like prolong my, my blonde, but yes. you know, there's not anything you can really do in photography that can kind of replicate it and make it at that, do it at home. Well, and it's, I think, um, a little bit of a weird place for me because a lot of mine is event photography. Mm -hmm. So, um, and obviously events are things that have multi, sometimes hundreds of people. And so, you know, it's not like I'm just doing a family session with four people, um, or something like that. That's easily rebooked. Like these are things that are going to have to like find another venue or, you know, are we even going to be able to, have a gathering with more than 10 people right now in our city, we can't. So, um, you know, there's all these things down the line that I'm thinking about and I just have to keep faith in myself and, you know, um, luckily I do some art photos too. So, um, those are for sale and, um, you know, that's easy way to make money if people like my photos. So there's other ways to do things. It's just, um, trying to figure out what our normal used to be how to change that up. Yeah. And, um, I guess make the best of what we're given right now. Yeah. Or what we are going to be given. 
if that makes sense. It makes a, it makes a lot of sense, and I think like I always I always come back to this notion. I've been saying it this entire pandemic that if you're not coming out of this either more creative, more empathetic, more human, more um, and all you know better going, better coming out than you did going in, um, then you know we're doing it wrong. And I think like right yes. now as a country we're turning inwards to try and help small businesses. So. I, I think like now is the time to diversify in whatever way you can and lend a helping hand, um, you know, and I think that always looks better for businesses when they do the unpopular thing or the more selfless thing versus the um, profitable thing. Oh, definitely. Um, that's a 100% on my book. Like, um, I know I have a couple there's a couple women in my community that I look up to so much that own restaurants. And, you know, when all this happened, I watched my business go down. I watched them have to, well, one of my friends had to shutter her three restaurants, which was crushing to me because she's worked so hard with her husband. They have phenomenal restaurants in Kansas city. Um, They've both won James Beard awards and they're not only that, but they're like, truly kind, awesome people. Um, and then my other friend, she had a small restaurant expanded, had, I think every hurdle to cross over, like they had construction problems. A car ran into her front window, what? part That's of crazy. her stuff burned down. It was nuts. And then, um, she finally got back on track and then COVID hit. And so she's been doing, um, takeout. And so every Friday night I go support her and get takeout from her because as much as, you know, everything is going on, we have to try to help other really awesome people that are going through all this along with us, you know, small business is hard right now. So. Yeah. And, and that's like, with, with, with my husband being gone, I, I didn't really do much takeout or anything like that, but he and I are basically you know, we're supporting as many small businesses as we can. Um, and like we're, we're shopping at the smaller markets, the ones yeah. I mean, we go to Albertsons, but if we go to Albertsons, it's because we go to Starbucks because our friend works at Starbucks and we want to support her and their tips. And, you know, uh, right now, like a lot of people are doing home improvement projects, myself included, and we've been shopping local when it comes to that. Um, we're about to install brand new turf in the front because it's California. And, uh, and you know, we went with a local uh, handyman um, for our house. And we've also gone with a local tree service to rip out these bushes that, um, that are in our front yard. And so it's like, it's like, we, the, t- the more that we can shop local and not go to like the big box stores or um, it's the better because right now everyone is struggling so badly. Well, and I've been loving going to smaller places because um, like going to Costco right now sounds terrifying. Oh my to gosh. Me. Like I don't even want to, you know, when it was a couple weeks ago, my friend went and he took a picture and there were people like wrapped around the building because you have to do the six feet apart and they're making sure that they're wiping down all the carts. And I mean, they're doing a very good job, but I'm like, I don't even want to deal with that right now. Yeah, exactly. And my husband and I yesterday, like uh, he missed an exit. I don't know what he was thinking. I bet it's, he missed an exit on the way back on um, 805 to get towards home. And then he was like, well, I mean, you know, we're on our way to Costco. Do we go to Costco? And it's like Monday at 1 PM. Like it's not even like, 
it's not even like a crazy time out and stuff. Yeah. And the line not only wrapped around the building, but it wrapped around the building all the way to the food court and by the gas station. And we were like, God, uh, it's insane. Like, what did we need again? Well, I mean, we, we didn't need anything. We were just out and we were like, well, we might as well make an essential run while we're doing it while we're out here. And I was, and I'm like, it's not even worth it. Like, it's not even worth it. I don't want to wait in this line. It's not worth it. Like, and I don't need 200 of something. So, right. you know, so we went and, also, and we ended up just going to Albertsons because that's like, we're like, we like it there. Them, the question is like, okay, so I do stand in line and I do get in Costco. Are they going to have any of the things I need? Yes. Exactly. Maybe, maybe not. So um, it's really great. Like our city, our mayor has been, oh my God, the best person ever during this. Like he's been very insightful on, you know, business and everything and they've lifted some things. So my friend owns a liquor store, so they're doing delivery. And That's good. you know, I have um, a couple other friends that work at a Mexican restaurant and they're doing like these kits for margaritas, which is awesome. So you can buy a bottle of tequila and they give us their like mix and limes and everything to make margaritas. That's great. So yeah. We've got that out here too. It's, and it, yeah, it, it's, awesome. it's clever. I'm gl- I, it's, it's funny because it's, it's like, it seems I, I didn't, I don't know if San Diego's ever had like open container law or whatever, but I am seeing so many people drink their to-go cocktails yes. en route back to their house, not in the car. I want to preface by saying not in the car, but like North Park, if you live in North Park, which is like a pretty trendy area, um, and you go get a cocktail from the restaurant, like people are just fully just opening it up and just taking a sip while they're walking home. And um, I'm going to yeah. admit, I'm loving that because like I'll see our neighbors walking their dogs or whatever and they're just full out like beer in hand and I'm like you know like this isn't so bad maybe this yeah. should just be the new normal because everybody seems a little happier I, I used don't know. to yeah I used maybe to be such, drunk. I used to be such a person that like I had plans on plans on plans on my weekend yes. and I'm a huge extrovert but even so now it's like I like my house. I'm so glad I own my house and I love being in my house and yeah. that's not going to change at all. I, I like my house now. I, I feel weird leaving it. I think um, I'm very much like you. Like I'm super extroverted. So when all of this was happening, um, my husband was funny. He's like, oh my God, I hope you're going to be okay. Cause he's very opposite of me. Like he can sit and watch TV for like eight days in a row and be fine. And I'm like, Oh my God, I need to be out of the house. And I've actually done a really good job. Like I've found a lot of books to read. I've found a bunch of like really cool photography classes to take. Nice. Um, it's just, I think it's been a good reset for everybody. Yeah, I think so too. And I also feel like for me, it's given me a lot more time to think about my wants and my needs and my husband and I's relationship. Even though he's been out to sea a lot, like our relationship has never been stronger. Our relationship, like we've never communicated as much as we have. And yeah. so I think like there's so many really, really positive things that are coming out of it. Cause I don't like to think negative. Like I try my hardest not to be negative um, about it. And I feel like if, if, if I, if I'm negative about it, everyone is in the same boat right now. And if I'm negative about it, then um, I'm not really helping anyone. I'm just kind of, then I'm just yes. complaining to complain, you know? So as, as I, I think I'm at a point of quarantine now where I'm just used to it and it's just my new normal. And, um, and it's changed the way my friendships and relationships are. I mean, I've seen, I've been very strictly quarantined. I've got a couple other friends who are super strict quarantined. And, you know, if we see each other, we maintain six feet of distance. Mm -hmm. Um, 
you know, so I just think that like, we're all being very careful right now, but I guess my only other thing I will say is that I feel like people are so much more judgmental though. That's yes. the only negative I would say. Agree. Um, I've been in quarantine since March 17th. Um, because that's the day that we got furloughed from, um, I also help at a restaurant. That's the day we got furloughed from there. Um, and I've been doing that because I have a grandfather that's 93 and my parents are both 70. And I was like, if something happens, like I'm going to have to be the one that takes care of people. Um, I did go and find paper towels one day because I saw a man walking across the street with a paper towel and we needed paper towels. So I ran in, it was like this little teeny tiny CVS and I felt safe doing that. So, um, that I do have people that I know that have still been having dinner parties and still been having birthday parties and still been doing stuff at the right. park without social distancing. And I'm like, it, is it weird that that might be the new, like, um, like Democrat versus Republican argue, like, are you quarantining or are you not? Like, I feel like it's gotten to that point a little bit. Yeah. I think there's, okay. So I, I just like I said, I think you have to come out of this better as a person. You've got to go yes. come out better than you went in. I also think that if you are taking this time to be negative and be a douchebag and put other people's lives, lives at, risk at risk because of your bullshit opinions, then you're not my people and I will delete you out of my life and um, I will judge you harshly for the rest of your life. It's very similar, uh, not to be political, but it's very similar to what happened in 9-11 and it was how people handled it, which would make you change your thought process on them. Um, yeah. And so I, I think like, you know, most of us have never lived through a pandemic before. And in fact, if not, probably all of us probably have not lived in a pandemic before, or at least anyone I know. Um, and so I think like how people are handling it will actually reflect on them for years. I, I definitely agree with you on that. I really yeah. do. Um, it's been surprising to me because there's some people that I really looked up to that are not doing proper protocol. And now I'm like, oh, who are you? Like, why did I even like you? So right, right. Which is, sounds really judgy, but I'm also like, I've been doing a good job and I'm being a good person right now. So I think there's no shame in that. And I just, I guess to my listeners listening, I, I hope we don't sound like we're on a high we're horse or a soapbox you. and we're not judging anyone, <laughs> but uh, just, you know, stay the fuck home. And whenever this releases, I mean, we'll probably, I'll probably still be in quarantine because I'll probably be in quarantine for the rest of the year if I had to guess. Thank you, DOD. Um, but yeah. I, you know, just be smart about your choices. That's all we're asking. Um, and, you know, if, if you need to feel humble or if you feel like, if you, if you need to be reminded why we're doing this, go ahead and read a couple nurses or doctor's posts or reach out to your friends in the health community on the front lines mm -hmm. and they will give you a really nice reality check of yeah, exactly why we're staying. Home. It's a little terrifying, honestly. Yep. So Yeah. So I think we've touched on imposter syndrome, um, the feeling of success and all of that. So now we get to my fun part, which is uh, when I ask people about the things they like and the things they dislike. Um, so um, what I, I will start with, what is one or a few things you're fanatical about and why my current example is that I am fanatical about, I'm just going to say it again. I've said it a few times. The U.S. Postal Service has really stepped their game up 
my male lady is amazing. Um, she's nice. She's former military. She's super kind. And I have not once lost a single piece of mail in this, in this pandemic. And I just have to say, thank you, United States Postal Service. And I'm going to give a shout out to informed delivery. If you do not have informed oh delivery God, from amazing. United States Postal Service, get yourself signed up. It is incredible. It is like a spy for your mail. You know exactly what's coming, when it's coming. It shows you anything that's coming to the house. It's pretty incredible. Also, it tells you if you really have to walk outside and go check your mail or not, which is great. Yes. Like, if I just have a bunch of junk mail, I'm like, meh, don't need to go out there today. So it's good. Yes. (laughs) I agree. So I'm going to turn the floor to you. What are you fanatical about? Um, so I changed my answer from what I had written, so I apologize, but, um, I have become fanatical about Animal Crossing on my Nintendo Switch. (gasps) I have Animal Crossing! Yay! We'll have to play together. You can visit my island. Um, I... So when all of this started, my husband was worried about, I guess, finding things for me to do. So (laughs) out of the blue, well, he did ask me, he was like, well, do you want a Nintendo? And I'm like, I guess. And so my Switch showed up and um, honestly, Animal Crossing, I played a long, long, long time ago on my DS, but I have my Switch now and I played yesterday. Please do not judge me for this. For like eight hours. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I mean, what is it was. Oh my gosh. Sorry. You're okay. Okay. So I'm like, my computer just had a complete freak out. I'm not going to have to clip right there. Um, <laughs> my computer was like, do you want Siri? And I was like, no, <laughs> I'm oh. listening. <laughs> probably me saying something. Gosh, Apple, why, why do you do this? It's like, I don't want like, okay. Anyway. Um, anyway, back to Animal Crossing. Yes. Um, no, it's so yes, I played eight hours yesterday, but it was because, um, one of my very good friends that I worked with in Austin, I love her. She's my animal crossing fairy. She sent me like all of these codes to do like patterns on your like grass and concrete. And so I, I went all crazy. I do have a baby Yoda flag now. Yes. Proud of that. Um, yeah, I, felt very accomplished. I have my house all set up in a different location. I have some hedges. So, um, I love it. Well, and I honestly was trying not to get on the video game rabbit hole, but it's been really good for me to get my brain off of social media or news or anything like that. And it's a wholesome game. Like it's, it's like the release of it couldn't be better. I will say that like Nintendo has done a really good job in this pandemic of just like being like, here you go. And then also, um, I felt that, um, Disney plus and Disney has done a good job as well. And so I'm, I'm I'm definitely happy with both of the way that they've been handling it. Um, my husband took the switch with him to the ship because obviously he needed it more than me. And he turned our house into a complete bachelor. Bachelor. Yeah. There's like 20 pizza ovens just chilling in the front. And, uh, I don't even know. That's awesome. (laughs) <laughs> and so our island is Flavortown Island. I've said this before on my podcast. So I'll repeat it. I have the original Guy Fieri. I have the original Flavortown Island. I am a very big stan of Guy Fieri. And that there was a, and Scott took the switch. So I, Guy posted that someone had created him in Animal Crossing. And it pissed me off because I was like, it was me. I was first. You're like, that was my <laughs> creation. And not yeah. Okay. Jealous. I know it makes me sound like so like humble like just 
I, it's a stupid no. thing. To, it's a trivial thing to be annoyed by, but I was like, I was first. Um, so yeah, we have Flavortown Island. Um, and uh, my husband has turned our character into a weird Jesus looking thing. I don't know. Um, so I'm just letting him play it at this point because now it's his game. It was for me. It was my game, but now it's his. <laughs> well, no one is taking over my animal island because it's a total, I have made it so mermaidy and fairy and pink. It's almost like Pepto-Bismol throw up pink. So <laughs> it's mine. It is definitely mine. Yeah. Um, Guy Fieri has a uh, restaurant here, a taco restaurant here. Oh, does he really? Yeah. I mean, you might have to come visit me now. I mean, I mean I'm going to have to now. I, I'm, <laughs> I, I didn't know. I knew that there was, a, he still has his restaurant in Vegas um, that I actually, like we stayed at the, we stayed at the link when we got married. Oh my gosh. Sorry. <laughs> why does this keep happening? Sorry. Like my computer no, just keeps fine. like pulling up an old podcast and playing it. <laughs> oh, that's very unprofessional. I'm sorry. Um, no, totally I don't know if you were able to hear that or not. About no, my podcast just like started talking and I was like, what Oh, is I didn't like, hear it at all. Okay, cool. Um, but, uh, we stayed at, we stayed at the link, which is, uh, in Vegas. And there was, there used to have this giant photo of him on the wall and he would, he adorned the elevators and stuff. And it was his, um, his, his restaurant and we ate there and it was, it was fine. It was, it was there, but I think like, because he's a meme of a man, like he just makes fun of himself. I think that's like why I like him so much. Cause it's like unpopular yes. to like him, you know, like, it's like, oh, that guy. And he, it wasn't until he started owning that that humor of himself that people really got you know fanatical about it and uh the joy that i got from getting the flavor town cooler last week is indescribable <laughs> is it in your animal crossing or is it an actual no cooler? no i have actually actually bought a cooler so th th he oh was doing gosh. something for the <laughs> yeah it's a, it's an igloo cooler and it says flavor town on it okay that's that's really amazing and i love that <laughs> so much yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, like I, I really love him. So like right now where I'm sitting, I'm sitting at my kitchen table, um, where I'm sitting, there is a signed Guy Fieri frying pan on the wall and a signed Guy Fieri apron on my wall. And both of those, one's a housewarming gift and the other one was a wedding gift. So if anyone knows how to get Guy on the podcast... <laughs> Please let her know because she'll freak no, out. So, I mean, I, I, I haven't told this story yet, but I've talked about it a little bit, but I actually got cast on to Guy's big project, but I had to turn it down. So <sighs> there is that. Um, I'm really disappointed. So I would have met him. I would have met him. But I don't know if I could have done it and not laughed. I know. Right? Like I would have been like, ah, crying. you know? So um, anyway, uh, that's awesome. I'm really excited that you're playing Animal Crossing. We'll have to join each other's islands. I'll, I got to yes. figure out what our code is and I'll send it to you. But okay, perfect. Um, let's down. go on to unpopular opinions um, and any unpopular um, opinions you have and why. And I will always preface this by saying everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Uh, I can take it or leave it. And it's still an opinion. Um, so my very unpopular opinion um, I am a vegetarian. I'm only a vegetarian because my body like literally hates meat. Like it makes me really sick. So um, I would rather sit and eat like a really amazing spread of vegetables than like probably dessert any day of the week. 
I don't think that's a bad thing. I um, I'm not a sweets person. So it's crazy. Like, I'm like, Oh yeah. Give me that. Give me that baked potato or give me those sweet potato, like something like that instead of a dessert, which is my friends think I'm crazy, but it's okay. We'll let them think I'm crazy. Just take all their veggies. (laughs) I don't think that's crazy at all. I think that's awesome. And I mean, you know, everyone's diet is different and, uh, I, I personally probably should eat a lot less meat, but quarantine and I think I'm bored. So at this point I'm just trying recipes. (laughs) It's okay. I'm not mad at you. It's all right. No, you're good. Um, but I, I definitely feel like, um, like we do a meatless Monday, my husband and I, and we did a really good meal last night for meatless Monday. Didn't look good, but it was good. Um, uh, sweet potatoes with, uh, with blue cheese and arugula, um, stuff with blue cheese and arugula salad. And then I did, um, I cooked down a bunch of rainbow chard and kale and arugula, uh, with lemon, olive oil, and red pepper flakes. And that was like on the side of it. It was super, super healthy. And it was like, um, I've seen that meme of like Seth Rogen where it's like, eats a salad and he's, he feels like healthy. His hair is flowing in the wind. Um, but I do feel a lot better when I don't eat as many carbs and when I don't eat as much meat. Um, but in this pandemic, you know what, the beach is going to get whatever body I give it. So right. <laughs> when this eventually, you know, I'm opens like, back I up. can never go to a pool again. I was all excited. I'm going to be like, Oh, bikini ready. And now I'm like, I'm probably not going to get to see a pool this year. So who am I kidding? I might as well eat all those crackers. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm at that point too. I'm like, well, we're going to stay, we're going to stay a size eight. It's fine. We're fine. <laughs> everybody's fine it's all good <laughs> so I think we're nearing the end of this awesome conversation and I really appreciate your time talking to me so let's move on to I think you've kind of touched on it but currently I mean given COVID and all of that what's currently making you happy in the world um so honestly when I got my switch one of my friends had posted that he got his switch which kind of led us down this weird Facebook rabbit hole of a bunch of us having recently gotten switches. And um, every Friday night, I go to my lovely friend Laura's restaurant, get my takeout, come home, have a bottle of wine and eat with my husband. And then we do a virtual Mario Kart tournament every single Friday night. It's the best thing. It is the best thing ever, girl. Like I'm totally like, I'm going to act like I have plans every Friday and nobody has to know that I'm really playing Mario Kart when everything opens back up because it's awesome. It's so much fun. I I love that, and I agree. So I've been I've I've been personally um, up until this week, just because my dog, um, you know, I he's being put down this week. I uh, wow, that was very somber. Good, <laughs> cool okay. conversation. No, no, uh, no, well, no. I um, just because uh, I normally would do two weekly happy hours, and and usually my Tuesday one was the one that slaps because that one is a theme. And we've done like Tiki Tuesday where we were all wearing Hawaiian shirts, and we've done uh, we did a uh, Dapper Tuesday where you dressed up in your in your best outfits. Uh, and it's just like, it's, it's a revolving door of people I went to college with, high school with, I, I worked with, and we all, you know, drink for a couple of hours. And then I usually just join someone else's zoom. Um, and I, I ended up canceling my taco Tuesday one for today because it's secret bio, but, but just because I, I'm sure someone else is throwing one, but I just wasn't really one. I had this podcast to record with you. And two, I was just like, eh, I don't really 
not feeling it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, so I've been doing that kind of thing too. And that's been really bringing me a lot of joy. But I also think that like, you know, even when the new normals happens, we're still going to be using Zoom. We're still going to be using yes. FaceTime. We're still going to be talking to one another through these mediums. Um, and so, yeah, that's uh, kind of, I think that's awesome. And I think the more that we can keep traditions and make traditions during this time, the better. Yeah, it's, it's actually really been a good thing because um, I think it's made me connect with some of my older friends, like my very best friend in the entire world moved to Minneapolis and I've gone to see him and um, during all this, it's been awesome because um, we do drag bingo together on Ooh. Sundays. So I've been doing that too. So I've had kind of my set things. So That's fun. Yeah, it's been really good to be able to do something with him since we're not in the same city anymore because I desperately miss him like every day. Yeah, that's, that's, I think another thing too, is just like the more that we can connect with one another, even if we can't see one another. And I also have this unpopular opinion, um, just to go back to unpopular, popular opinions that if you're minus, unless, you know, unless you're on work calls all day because you're at work and you have to be, and that's your job, um, or you have anxiety and, and being on video calls is too time consuming and too draining for you. You're not that busy to pick up the phone and, or, you know, hop on a zoom call here and there. And if someone's not making time for you, they're probably not a good friend. And that's this is a just truth. kind of, yeah, that's kind of like so, where I'm at now. <laughs> it was amazing. Um, I am the photographer for our LGBT chamber of commerce and there's a woman I've become very good friends with through that channel. And she randomly called me one night and she's like yeah I decided to just go through my phone book and every night I'm calling someone and here we are and it was awesome like we talked on the phone for like an hour and a half it was the most that's really amazing cool thing I like that that's actually yeah, a really good I, idea I think it was great I'm like oh my god I never thought to just go down my phone book and call people and you know check in on them so there's lots of ways to um stay with your peeps right now, which is important. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think we've touched on, you know, what's bringing us joy and all of that. Um, do you have anything that you would like to promote? You'd mentioned that you um, have some photos for sale and all of that, and I will include those links in the podcast description. Awesome. I appreciate that so um, much. Um, and if anybody has any questions about those, um, basically the easiest way to get any of my things is on my Instagram. It's all linked right there. Um, I don't have that many photos up because it's honestly really hard to get them on in the right dimensions and things. Um, but my Instagram is akphotographykc, and that gives my website. And it's also, um, if you need to email me, feel free to email me. And then um, also my awesome bulldog. I don't know if you can hear her. She's back here snorting around because she thinks it's time for happy hour. Um, she has an Instagram too, which if you need a little levity or giggle or whatever, you can follow her. It's charlotte.englishbulldog. Awesome. And so, I'm going to link that in there as well yeah. because dogs need Instagram accounts. I stand for it. I stand for yes. it 110%. Also, and her dog is super cute. Um, I'm like, you audio. saw Charlotte earlier. So she's, she's way more cute. popular than I will ever, ever, ever wish to be. So. Oh yeah. My friend has a dog Instagram and hers is like, it has like, like, like hundreds of thousands of followers. And I'm like, Ow. yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> she has her little doggy friends and it's kind of fun. So there we go. 
<laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. It was a pleasure as always. And to my guests that are, or to my, sorry, to my <laughs> listeners, you know, thank you again for listening to Please Don't Kick Me Out. Um, I will share all of the links in the description so that you can get in touch with my lovely guests today. Um, but, you know, my parting words would be stay safe and stay well. Thank you so much for having me on. This was awesome. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much. We'll talk later. Okay, bye, girl. Bye. Hey listeners, I wanted to share a special promotion for you from Dash of Pep. Dash of Pep is a clothing boutique that offers non-binary clothing that has fun prints that support mental health and empowering you to be your best self. In this pandemic, it is great to shop small and support small businesses like Dash of Pep. More than 50% of my wardrobe is from her adorable store. Robin at Dash of Pep has graciously given me a promo code for you to use at checkout. Use P-D-K-M-O to receive 15% off your order. Again, that is www.dash of pep.com and you can enter p-d-k-m-o at checkout to receive 15% off your order. This has been Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, like, comment, share, tell a friend. You know, that's how I'm going to keep these stories and going. Also, if you want to be a podcast guest, you can reach out to me at pdkmopodcast at gmail.com and we can get it set up. Thanks everyone for your continued support. And I look forward to, you know, connecting with you again next Monday.